Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Don't keep on setting the expectations of this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Yes, set goals but we can move the goalpost. But always reflect back on the achievements that we've actually chalked up personally. It gives us the ability to be open with ourselves. It gives us the ability to be also looking at how we could do things differently. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Sharm and in this episode of Mindset Monday, we're chatting with the phenomenal life and property coach Jill McIntyre. Holding nothing back, she draws the curtains open to what the gap is and how it impacts our individual journeys. She also shares and highlights a practical way of avoiding burnout and the benefits of keeping a journal. Throughout the successes and achievements she's attained in her career, McIntyre very much acknowledges the reality of the gap between one milestone reach and the next project or goal to aim for. Knowing the impact it has on one's journey, she succinctly defines the gap starting with a key question. So how often do we get to the end of a deal and we look at the money we've made or what's happened during that, that journey? But we, we don't go back and actually measure our growth during that period. We look at the end and we're continually working on our expectations for what's going to happen when we are on completion. But to me, we've got it back to front. We shouldn't be doing that. We should be measuring our achievements of our growth all the way through. You and I have just had um, conversations prior to coming on and I brought to mind how much have you grown in the last six months, for say example, Tyron, with what you're doing. It isn't until we go back and we reflect that, and I do this so often with clients, um, you know, say you've been with me seven weeks, what have you and how have you grown and developed different ideas and your own self-confidence in that seven weeks since we started coaching, for example. We need to bring that same sort of thinking in to the expectations versus our achievements. Don't keep on setting the expectations of this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Yes, set goals, but we can move the goalpost. But always reflect back on the achievements that we've actually chalked up personally. It gives us the ability to be open with ourselves. It gives us the ability to be also looking 
at how we could do things differently. Because we, as we all know, deals don't always stack up the way we want them to stack up along the way from start to finish. Yeah. So setting on each step of a development is an achievement in itself. We've got to reflect on what our growth in that period was rather than continually racing ahead of the end amount and what's going to happen. If you work on our on your achievements that you've done, you'll also enjoy the journey. And how important is it that each of us enjoy our journey of property with passion that you can't wait to get out and into it on a daily basis? You won't have that same passion if you work on your expect- expectations being your milestone, but you will enjoy the journey more if you work on the growth within you and the growth within how you're widening your horizons with building a team around you and good support team and getting out and marketing your deal or whatever your strengths are. So look on your individual growth to bring in and to measure where you are, who you are, and that will support you moving forward. And I think this is really key to understand because the the fact is, is that, as you said, a lot of us look at it from the point of view, okay, how much are we going to make at the end of this deal? How much profit is it going to return? What can we do with all that money that we're going to make, et cetera, et cetera. And that could be, you know, many, many years down the track. Sometimes it might even happen that soon because the expectations that we set, as you know, with any property development, there are always going to be, you know, risks and delays and so forth like that. It never goes through smoothly. Guarantee you, if your mindset set, okay, I'm going to go through this property development journey and everything's going to run smooth sailing, forget it. It's not going to happen. So, as you said, setting up milestones to achieve each different level, whether it be, you know, once you get your DA approved, you do a celebration. Once you start get the construction, you get another celebration, et cetera, et cetera. That would be, you know, things that we're going to actually appreciate and the achievements that you've gone along the way. Otherwise, you get through the whole, you know, three, four years or whatever that time frame that you've done in the development and you know, reach the end to celebrate, you'd probably be burnt out way before then. And um, I can tell you from experience, that's what it felt like for me for many, many months. Burnout is the the optimum thing and we've just been talking prior to recording and I suggested to you, Tyrone, about making sure you set in your calendar every year about having definite breaks off because we're, we think that we're, you know, bigger than the mountain around us, but we're not. We've got to have time out to recharge. We've got to have time out for our balance within our life, with family, with friends. It's not always work, 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 because all we're doing is working ourselves into the ground. We might have the money to do it, but we want to enjoy the journey as well, and equally so. And we've just been talking about that. I think how to hold that moment when you do have time off. How do you hold that moment when you come back? And first day at work, you're overwhelmed with so many appointments, so much on, and you're very, very quickly in back into the humdrum. Would you agree with me? I totally agree, Jill. And this is, you know, for the audience and listeners out there, I've been away, you know, for the last few weeks traveling through Australia. 
um, meeting not only clients and stuff like that, but I've also been traveling through to be able to see different things that I haven't been able to see. You know, for example, one of it was down at Melbourne where I drove down to the Great Ocean Road. And obviously for me, there was one particular point I need to be at because I've got investments down there. But along the way, just to enjoy the journey because it was a long drive, I thought I'd take a nice two-day trip down the Great Ocean Road while we'll go down there and enjoy that journey to see like the 12 apostles, to actually see all the different uh, bushes and go for bushwalkings in the beautiful waterfalls and the forests and so forth. And that was amazing because it allowed me to be able to enjoy that journey rather than go, okay, I've just got to get down to that one spot and then drive those three or four hours without taking a break. So that I think was allowing me to be able to take my time and enjoy the journey rather than just rush, rush, rush and get there. And then same thing, you know, going down to another location down in South Australia, I was able to go through to Brossa Valley and go on a hot air balloon. And I was just telling Jill that recently, you know, when I went there, which is only a few days ago, the, the feeling of actually hopping into that hot air balloon and, and going up across the Murray River was such a peaceful, calm and such a enjoyable wow moment that I have not experienced for you know a long long time you know besides having my kids that was probably a a wow moment as well for me too but I think this was a tranquil and quiet moment that you could just go up in the balloon and just gradually raise up there and enjoy that moment to see the beauty of what we have on our planet and I was saying you know once I did that I really enjoyed it but the next day afterwards I came back and I was pretty much swamped you know arriving back home in Sydney swamped with so much work back-to-back meetings and interviews and stuff like that and I went I kind of feel sad because I missed that moment already but Jill gave me a different perspective and I might as well let Jill you know share that with you on how I should approach it differently instead. Yes it's interesting because I I suggested Tiring that you close your eyes and you're just stepping in. You were the last of all of the 16 people to hop into that balloon. And so you had a bird's eye view of all of the spectacular sights over the, the river, the Murray River and wherever you were. How did it feel? What was the calmness that came upon you? But there was no wind. It was just such a beautiful time that you were feeling in the space you needed to be and the more that we went and did that the more you could feel exactly how it was and then I just said you could do that in 15 or 20 seconds how many times a day and every time you come back and you just feel that overwhelming feeling just do close your eyes that's it 15 to 20 seconds and you will bring in that feeling of what it was like to feel peace and calm. You, the, bit, the more you do this, the quicker that feeling will come back into you. And you can have little mini trips all day and it's the best trip you'll ever have. And you'll still get through your work because you've brought also your whole body down in thinking rather than being on overload and pushed. So it's helping you health-wise to achieve a lot more in your day by doing it. But you're in control of this. But it's so easy for us to lose the moment and think, gee, it was terrific, wish I was there now, where in actual fact, the more that you can bring in the feelings of what it was like, what was it like having time out and not having to rush along the Great Ocean Road? What did it feel like going at your own pace? And this is something that you haven't, don't normally 
live. And so to bring in the feelings, you must connect your feelings. And for people who aren't fairly touchy people, start to be working on your feelings. If you're very analytical, you're not connected closely to feelings. But how did you feel when you did, you know, whatever it is you're doing? Were you excited? And you've got to just highlight the points of what brought it home for you, Tyron. I felt calm and peaceful. And you can bring that in. So bring in, um, I'm a great follower of Andy Shaw and his work, SHAW, and he's an English guy and on Mindset and his magic. And he calls it the 15-second gap, where you, you've got to hold a positive thought for 15 seconds. Well, just keep on doing that. This is a positive thought. But you're lucky because your positive thought is something that really is very, very recent or it could go back for five years. How did you feel? You know, it could be the birth of your child for some people. It could be all different experiences that you've had. How did you feel? But it's your feelings that will bring up the positive emotions that will connect it. But practice makes perfect there. Yeah. It makes me think that what I need to do is I need to write down all the positive experiences that I've achieved and, and had, whether it be you know, in my life or in the last few months or so forth, and then basically attach the moment in my head to that positive experience. I, I personally find that if I have music in the background, somehow I've attached that feeling to that music or that tone and as soon as I turn on the specific track or whatever it is it brings that memory back very quickly or as you said closing my eyes I can do that but I think for me like because I like getting out in the bush and uh, go bush walking and, and long walks in the forest and I love waterfalls and stuff like that I, all I need to do is just um, breathing that fresh air which very fortunately I live very close to a bush and I think that will trigger the memory very quickly for me anyway. And, and I guess this is the thing. It's not just only you know, for me, but for anyone else listening out there that it's definitely possible. It's just a matter of having that trigger um, to bring back that positive memory. And I think for me, because it's so recent, it's easy for me to do that now. But I'm thinking while we're going through a tough time, especially six months ago when I was going through some challenges and stuff like that, I really, really needed to have those kind of almost meditation type of positive reinforcements to help me get out of some of the challenges that I was facing because mentally it was very, very hard and I felt burnt out. Hence the reason why Jill knows why I've taken a lot of time off recently just to be able to have that kind of time to refresh. And I think it's better not only for me mentally and, and well-being, but also better for business, better for my clients, better for everyone else. Well, the other thing that I've done for many years is has, have a journal and write. And this might be pretty mundane for some people who don't share their feelings in paper or whatever. And I consider what I've got, I've had visitors today for five days and very close friends and I shared my journal with them. A lot of it's personal stuff. But over the last five days of having them, we've done winery for lunch, we've done day trips, we've been to special places for eating and lots of love, laughter and, and light times. I would have, over the next few days, I'll put down some of those special memories in my journal. I can open my journal at any point and go back to a special place that also is another way of bringing in my 15 seconds and open it. Um, my journal is, I consider it's my legacy for both of my children. Down the track, my journal is full of anything everything 
my intentions, my goals. If I get a, a very special birthday card from a kid or something, it's in there. If I read an article that's positive, it's in there. So I can go back to any point, just open it in any page. doesn't mean that I, when I'm going through troubled times that I don't write in there too. But I also, uh, I suppose, learnt behaviour, am able to bring in, yes, there's difficulties happening now, which happens for all of us, by the way. It isn't just you or me. It happens for all of us. But then what do I have to do to change that outcome or how can I move past that outcome? All of that's in the journal. It's a journal of my achievements, as I was mentioning earlier, rather than my expectations. And it's measuring those. That takes me to a place that I love and I can open at any page to go there. They'll be different. But it's also showing me of what I've grown, but it will be when I'm not here, my children will be able to learn a lot of daily lessons from those too, which is a legacy for me. Coming up after the break, McIntyre emphasises the motivatingly personal aspect of keeping a journal. You can't make any mistakes. This isn't a quiz. This isn't something that, you know, who cares? It's your journal. It's what you're doing. Have practical tips on what you can do to positively fill in the gap? Don't forget to reward and give back to yourself. And this is where your 15 second gap is. Rewarding yourself, coming back to recharge yourself. She shares a great reminder on why it's key to really enjoy all the moments, big or small. And, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. While many people find it understandably difficult to start or maintain consistency in keeping a journal, McIntyre graciously sheds more light on the personal habit of journaling. She not only unpacks what's inside her journal, she also shares tips on overcoming the lure of procrastination and the trap of perfectionism in this venture. I don't um, do it on a daily basis these days. I used to do it a lot more when I was troubled. Um, if I'm going, I'm a great believer that if you've stuck for some reason or other, there will be, you've got to identify what's really sticking you. And one of it, say for example, you might have had a very troublesome childhood. And if you need to write a letter to your parents, to your mother or your father or whoever it is, you've got to be very specific. I don't, and there's a lot of hurt, anger, frustration comes out there. Those sorts of writings I would do in a spiral exercise book where I can tear it out at the end when I go through the process and burn it. My journal is specifically of growth things. My um, planning of mind maps goes in there when I'm having a twice a year, say, for example. When you're even doing your planning of your holidays each year and time out to recharge, Tyrone, you need to be putting those in your journal. Do it in your mind map form. And yes, I can't draw, but who cares? Out from Jill McIntyre are all these balloons that are filled with growth ideas and opening up. I also, too, because I've had two clients over the last month that have started on, started on journey of journaling, 
both of them are well and truly into property and been doing it for years. And it's just been an enormous aha, especially for one of them that's gone in and further along than the second one. It's been such an aha of even going down and getting some photos printed at Officeworks um, and putting them in his journal of special occasions. And did you take photos while you were away? Why don't you stick them in your journal of the hot air balloon or things that you've done? Because straight away you can see that and it's in your journal. But I also find that a lot of people procrastinate over what journal to get. I like a big A4 one because I, you know, do articles and cards and things in them. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the journaling side of things. And I think you're explaining to me, Jill, that um, the way you're approaching it is that you, you get a journal and, you, you, you know, put memories in there, photos and so forth. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, too hard. Just make it simple so that you can get started. That's right. But I also find that um, with the perfectionist amongst us, that they procrastinate over, over buying a journal, what to buy. When they do get it, um, they look at the journal because they don't want to mess up the first few pages. So they just keep on looking at the journal and don't use it. You can't make any mistakes. This isn't a quiz. This isn't something that, you know, who cares? It's your journal. It's what you're doing. Just arm yourself with different coloured pens and I go for it. And the rest just evolved. And... It, it is part of your growth. It's part of my growth of who I am. But it's also grounds me on am I on track? What am I doing? Because it's a good way of, yes, well, this is where I was. This is who I am now. But I also do a lot of mind mapping, so twice a year when I'm looking at projections from the business, from the personal life with what I'm doing. And I've got me in the middle and then just balloons coming off it. And each of those balloons is part of the growth. So each of those balloons is growth. Then I work on, out of my um, journaling, of the growth that I've got in there, I would then go and work on what do I need to do to step up to achieve that growth over the next six months or 12 months? Who do I need to bring into my life? What timelines can I bring in? What do I have to do on a monthly basis with those timelines? And it really helps me with my daily planning and monthly planning. But all of that is in my journal. All of my outings that are special to me or special memories are in there. So you can go back to your 15 seconds of special time just by opening your journal. And it's there. It's not something that I have to do. It's something that I really enjoy doing. And I might save up a few articles out of the paper or something and, uh, yes, have a, an hour or so every now and again to do it. But then I might write three days in a row because there's a lot happening of progress stuff that's coming. But it's about growth. Your journal is you. It's growth. And, and this kind of fills in the gap then <laughs> as we've been talking about because it actually allows you to be able to uh, write down all the achievements of, of you know what it is because the gap is is that you want to enjoy the journey along the way rather than just having oh absolutely yes and in in my part um for my part my children are growing up and got children and these sorts of things they're aware of so much of what i do but they're not aware of lots of what i do 
with clients and special memories and things like that and my grandchildren. And I, I would visualise that these journals that I've got, and they live by the bed or by my desk where I am on a daily basis, um, never go too far from home without them. And my children, there'll be lots of life's lessons in them in the journal that I'm sure will help them. I'm curious, Jill, what, I mean, you don't have to share in, in too much detail, but what's an example of something recently that you remembered that was really powerful that has helped you achieve some of your goals? And just, you know, just for sort of an example for listeners out there, because just to show people how simple it is to do. So something that I've achieved my goals, well, it was funny at Christmas time, I was doing, and you and I have previously talked about this, about getting a new car. Oh, yes. <laughs> And I'm not into cars and I've had the same car for ages. And at Christmas time when I was working on projecting my goals of what I was wanting to do for the next 12 months, it was time to get a new car. It was time to reward myself of what I've done and to come back at that level. And um, yes, so I think it was on the 30th of December, I said to my daughter, I'm going to buy a new car today and they came with the children wonderful you're pretty much able to put that inside and journal about that and share that moment absolutely and uh, three months later it, it arrived um ordered and arrived yes how, how did that make you feel it was pretty good when um and once again got photos of it and i know that you sent me photos when you got your new car it was part of the sharing of the joy but it was also the rewards of what I've achieved over the last number of years came in that car and to have it to go away with my visitors and go out for days and long day trips it was just beautiful to have it I'm not good on gadgets and we often laugh about that certainly my children do and and one of my visitors he sat in the front seat and he's a high northy and very much into gadgets he was in his element driving to Bendigo and back for the for Sunday and out to the wineries on Saturday, he could run all the gadgets that he liked to do. But it was just such a joy to be driving. And, yeah, rewarding yourself. Don't forget to reward and give back to yourself. And this is where your 15-second gap is, rewarding yourself, coming back to recharge yourself. So uh, it's part of the joy of the journey we're on. That's right. Yeah, it makes me think because there's so many snippets of my journey in the last few weeks I've been through the travels and I can already picture them already mentally in my head like for example I think a lot of people know how much of a um, sustainable stash electric freak I am <laughs> I'm moving across to sustainable energy you know that's the reason why I also changed my cars because I went electric and um, something I've been saying to all my staff and I haven't really said this publicly was I've always wanted to drive a Tesla no matter what it is it could be a model 3 a model y whatever just to drive and experience what it's like and i finally fulfilled that uh, dream of wanting to drive one when i was actually down driving because i, I hired one out for yeah, a good two weeks as well and um yeah it just got a very addictive to actually keep driving it it is a very full gadget type of driven car very very minimalistic but everything is all, all technology based and the experience i remember very clearly was the amount of power and acceleration this car can have because i've never driven a car that fast before and uh, for listeners out there who might know speed you can get up to zero to 100 kilometers an hour in about like 3.5 seconds or something and that acceleration is phenomenally fast 
So for me, it was just a pleasure to drive and you know, furthermore to have that autopilot function to go down to the Great Ocean Road was just so, so good because I think people who know me, I can't, I'm not very much of a very uh, long driver. I can't sit in the car for too long. I, I end up falling asleep after about an hour of driving. So I take lots of breaks. And hence, you know, Jill knowing me is that taking it easy was actually very helpful to go down there because I could take many breaks. But with the Tesla having the autopilot, I literally switched it on to autopilot, not saying that it drove me all the way from point A to point B automatically, but I could actually enjoy the views outside when I was driving down rather than constantly just focus on one straight lane. So things like that help with the technology, but also help with me being calm to be able to just enjoy that moment as well because it was a long journey for many, many hours for me to drive down to the place I had to go to. So that's that's brought up something else as well, Tyron. How often do we live through some really important times like you've just shared with us, but we don't really enjoy them or we don't even take them on? They're very instantaneous and we lose them. And, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. And so this is for something, your journal is one way of recording it, but to bring your feelings in and go back to your feelings is is so, so important to recharge yourself and it's necessary it's a vital part of existence that we need to do and i totally agree with you on that side of things it's just so important and for anyone out there you know if you're thinking that you've been working 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 and not had any time off it's highly recommended that take some time off because it really helps to rejuvenate those batteries it's kind of sometimes contradictory because you think that you know if you want to get something done you just gotta keep going through it but by allowing the brain to rest your body to relax you actually come back in a calmer state to think things clearly. And um, I've learned that just from, from, you know, the last few few months of actually just working hard, 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 and it doesn't help. You actually need to take breaks to be able to enjoy. So how much of this fits in? Because some of the people who will be listening to this podcast will be very much North personalities, very entrepreneurial in their thinking and very much got every new gadget that opens and shuts. So they'd be thinking, oh, fancy buying a new car and putting it in your journal and, because it would be automatic for them. But they're only a small number of the population. They're only about 10 to 15% of the population. You know, South people and back-end people and Westies and um, and Eastie and things like that along the way, we don't buy things as readily. We don't reward ourselves as much as an entrepreneurial-type forward-thinking person would. So we're talking to the mass of the population here, not to the small handful of people who are the other way around. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Well, for maybe another topic, we'll have to explain what North, West, East and South is too, as well too for the people that are different personalities. It's part of our profiling and it becomes part of our life um, and it's just a, an exciting way of identifying who you are, your strengths, your weaknesses but also gives us a greater understanding too, Tyron, of what our partners are like and what our bosses are like and who we need in a joint venture partner. So mm-hmm. it's, it's an important part of what fills my day and what fills my clients. This is just a language that we all use, so I apologise if I've been talking in that language today. Let's make it an episode for the next time. I think that's the date.
Thank you to Jill McIntyre, our guest on this special episode of Property Investory.